You are listening to a message from Victory. We hope it inspires you to honor God and make disciples in your community. Today we jump off to our parable, week 7, and we're talking about the parable of the rich fool. And uh, this is in Luke 12. There's also a version in Matthew so uh, we'll try to put them together since it's the same story and some of the things that the Jesus said in Luke 12 and Matthew you know, would coincide together. Now in Luke 12, it says, Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. But he said to him, Man, who made me a judge or arbitrator over you? So this was a crowd that has gathered and maybe there's this young rich guy who had an inheritance, and he said, Teacher, tell, tell us to divide the inheritance between me and my brother. Now, we live in a culture today that would love to go to teachers and tell teachers, whatever you say, we'll do. We try to th- not think and not get this into our heart, and whatever pastor would say, I'll do it. Even though I don't understand, even though I don't put it into heart, I'll just do it. We don't want to raise up or develop Christians who would think this way or live this way. That whatever the pastor would say or whatever a teacher would say, that's what we'll do. But rather we'd like you to think and we'd like the gospel to touch your very hearts so that when opportunities and times like this come, you would know what to do. You don't need us every day to spoon feed the word. You've got to put the word in your heart. So that when decision making time happens, you would know how to decide. And so when Jesus heard this question, he said, Oh, this guy, it's all external. He's, he hasn't understand in his heart. Now I'll tell him a story. And again, Jesus jumps off to the parable to tell the story, to touch and minister the heart of this uh, rich man. And he told him a parable saying, The land of a rich man produce what? Plentifully. And he thought to himself, what shall I do for I have nowhere to store my crops? I want to stop here and I want you to look at this verse. And it says, the land of a rich man produce plentifully or bountifully. Now, a lot of times we, we try to neglect our origin, where we came from, the environment where God has placed us. Last week we talked about the Lord gave the mina or the talent to the servant. And then the servant says, Lord, your mina... What it means is, it's not mine, it's yours, Lord. It's yours now, it's not mine now. Okay? So, what, what, what the servant was saying, this is yours, God. You created the environment. You created the land that would produce the blessings. It's not me. There's nothing I can do to the land. It is you who made the land fertile, and so my business grew. Jesus was pointing out to the man, you are blessed because you are in a land that can produce bountifully. It is the land that produces... I know you work hard. I know you're a success in your society. I know you do business plans. You're strategic. You're a millionaire during your time. You have coffee with the elites of society. But let me just remind you, the land of the rich young man, that's my land. And it has produced plentifully. I want you to understand, everybody in this room, God has placed you in an environment where you are in an advantage. Marami sa atin dito, nandito tayo ngayon, advantage ka na. Let me tell you my example. I grew up, uh, my, my, my parents, my grandparents, they grew up poor. They had to really work hard. I saw my dad working 12 to 14 hours a day growing up. That's why I didn't see him every morning because we'll go to school at night time. He's still counting until 8, 9 p.m. 
And that's our sleeping time. I, see, I saw my dad work really hard. I grew up in an environment where I, see, when I, where I saw my parents, they're responsible. They work hard. They really, they really provided for the family. We were taught early on in life. That's why we were in Divisoria, six years old. Child labor. We were guarding the, we were guarding the store. We were, we were in that environment where we saw hard work produces results. I'm blessed to have grown up in that environment. I'm blessed that they had the money to send me to Lasan. That they had the money to bring me to math tutor because I, do, I, I don't like math. I am in an advantage because of the environment where I grew up in. And you've got to embrace that. That's life. Some don't have that advantage. But again, you are also at an advantage just because you're here. You're listening to messages of the gospel every week. What is so normal for us. You know, I get to do talks and I talk to a lot of unchurched people, people who don't go to church. You tell them, you know what, bro, sis, you know, do you know you're loved by God? Tiri ay nagad. You know you have a purpose in life? Do you know that? Huh? Nobody told me that. What's so normal here in the land that you're in, the environment where you're exposed to, is so not normal outside. They pay you, they pay Chinkitan to say, Chink, positive! It's free here when he preaches every afternoon. Imagine! They pay hard-earned money. Randall tells people, save up! Because God has a plan for you. 5,000 seminar. But the environment where we're in, it's free. You're at an advantage. You listen to this, you understand my Chinese English, you are at an advantage. It means there's something about you that God has put in there and you're blessed. When we were in Siliman, I entered this uh, Siliman University, the Baguette, and there was this guy who was selling tempura rolls, kikiam rolls. And, and Pastor Archie said, this is a must-visit place in Dumaguete. So we went there. I thought it was a restaurant, tempura, tempura with the arena and all. Yung pala, tempura is kikiam roll with the sao 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 turu turu. Okay, so so we went there and the guy was sitting in the stall. They call him Bossing. So he, nobody knows his name. He's just called Bossing. Very famous in Dumaguete. He wasn't there. After five minutes waiting, there was this red sportage car that parked beside the kiosk and out came Bossing in his apron with sticks. He said, sorry, sorry, naubusan ako na stick. But I hope you didn't miss the story. He was in a car. Fishbowl man was in a car. So we were so uh, curious how this happened. I said, no, Bossing, can I interview you? I'll, I'll vlog you. I'll put you in my YouTube channel. Right? Where 40 people watch. Okay? So, yeah, plugging. Okay? So, I said, when did you start? Year 2000, sir. In a bicycle with the cooking wear. What happened? 2005, I upgraded to motorcycle with the cooking wear. Six years, I was in the, they call it pedicab in Dumaguete, the motorcycle. 2011, I upgraded to a kiosk, like this one. This was a kiosk. As of present, he has four branches in Dumaguete, franchised. Franchised. 
50,000 per franchise. And you order the secret sauces, five sauce. Sauce number one, two, three, four, five. Sauce one is sweet. Sauce two is sweet with a little spice. Sauce three is sweet with a little spicier. Four is spicy. Five is secret sauce number five. Really spicy. Pepper, MSG, and everything was there. Okay? I, three palang, I was coughing already, so I didn't try four and five. Tammy did the five. Okay? And she was like laughing. Oh, this is so good. Okay. It's so spicy. Okay? Number five. Okay. This guy, this guy, it's not like this guy who was given an environment to thrive. This guy could be your average 95% of fishbowl people selling who won't even have a car. But the Lord bless him and his fishbowl bountifully. The environment. He is the only vendor in that university. Imagine. He was the only vendor allowed inside. The Lord has blessed him. You've got excuses. Oh, you know, what they gave me so small. This guy was given tempura rolls. Please don't complain. This guy used whatever environment and hard soil he was in. This guy didn't have hard soil. This guy had fertile soil. This was a rich guy. It was the Lord who's given him that land. Where you are, you're blessed. Because you're given fertile land. You're given, an, you're at an advantage compared to a lot of people in the world today. So the Lord says, I need to touch his heart and I'll tell this story. And so this young man was blessed. This young man was famous. He's part of a, maybe a team that goes around and encourages other business people during his time. And he said, I will do this. The, the rich man said, I will tear down my barns and build larger ones and there I will store all my grain and my goods. Good business plan, right? That's the same advice I'll give the guy. You know what you need to do? That small bodega you have, make it bigger, structure, put more shelves so that you can put more supplies there and then you don't have to spend that much, just make it larger. He had a good business sense. He knew what to do. He was successful in life. And, I, and he says, And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. Young person, YOLO. Okay? Relax, eat, drink, be merry. But what, what was this conversation? He was talking to himself. Jesus hadn't, hasn't answered yet. He was just talking to himself. You know what I'll do? Lord, I think I'll just build bigger ones. And then at night, I go look at the mirror and I say, So, you have ample goods for many years to come. You've saved, you've invested, you'd followed the financial steps of Randall Youngson. You think positive like Chinky Tan. I did all the book. I read it. I applied it. I've got good things happening for me till the end of my life. So I would speak to my soul. I will speak to my emotion. I will speak to my being and saying, eat, drink, relax, be merry. But what this was saying, was Jesus was pointing to this rich man is this. It was really money saying to the rich fool, if you have me, you'll be happy. If you don't have me, you will lose the very meaning of your life. That's why you have to positive self-talk in the mirror and say, soul, you have ample goods. He thought, if I have the money, I'll be okay. So I'll, you know, I'll pump myself up with declarations that because I have the money, I'll talk this way, I'll live this way, I'll walk this way, because I have the money. I'm secure. I'm not insecure like those people who don't have money. He was psyching himself up. 
And this is where God said to the man, Fool. Tagalog. Eng-eng. Uh, eng-eng ka. This night. And please, fool wasn't mentioned a lot of times in scripture. Strong word to. The parable. Fool. This night, your soul is required of you. And the things you have prepared, whose will they be? This was strong language. Uh, Jesus, Jesus, I have a lot of money. You know, I need a business advice. Do I grow a bigger barn? Because, you know, I talk every night to myself. You know, if I have the money, you know, I'll, I'll be enjoying life. There will be full of life. If I have the money, I'll be secure. Jesus said, Eng, that's Jesus. That's the Jesus that you worship. This very night, your soul will be required of you. And what, what's left, who'll get that? They'll fight for your money. They don't really love you. They'll fight for who, who will you pass that on to? Strong words by Jesus. And he says, fool. The guy was wanting money so much. Financial uh, breakthrough and, and prosperity so much. He didn't know it was slowly killing him. You live that way, you're very soul tonight. You just lost your purpose. You just lost the reason for your living. Because you will never get life there. Sa Tagalog, patay ka na. You said those words in the mirror, soul. Uh, uh, you know, if I have the money, I'll be You're dead. You're a fool. You're not wise. This is what Jesus was saying. 1 Timothy 6.9, let me jump off. He says, Those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless, not thinking, foolish, and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. The Bible did not say it's a bad thing, it's a sin to be rich. Please. There's so many promises of God wanting to prosper you. We want you to stay out of debt. That's why we do a lot of financial seminars. Why? We want you to work hard because that's the way of a Christian. You cultivate what God has given you. He wasn't a fool because he had a business plan. He wasn't a fool not because his business said he was a fool because he thinks money will give me life. And if I have money, I will not lose my identity. If I have money, I will have, you know, I could live this way, act this way, talk this way. That's why Jesus said, you just died because of that kind of thinking. It's not a bad thing if you get promoted. It's not a bad thing you get a 14, 15, 16 month paid this year. It's a good thing. Okay. That is not the evil in this par- parable. He was called a fool for be- not, not for being a productive farmer. He was called a fool for something else. Okay. And he says, those who are at an advantage, and I'm talking to everyone here, do not fall into the trap thinking this is the one that will give you life. And then Luke 12, verse 21, So it is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. You know what makes you a fool? Jesus said to the rich man, it's because you lay up treasure just for yourself and you're not rich towards God. What makes you a fool is because if given a choice, business or God, you choose business. You know what makes you a fool? You go to church wanting the blessing, what you don't know, you're already blessed. That makes you a fool. You worship me to get your idols of money and success. I've already blessed you. You're a fool. 
That's Jesus, not me. That was what Jesus was saying. You're not rich towards me. You think my relationship with you is side issue. It's the main thing. This will give you life. This would make your relationships uh, better if your relationship with me is good. You can't buy. You understand everyone? You can't buy relationships. You can't buy joy. You can't even buy happiness. Even though the world will tell you, you have iPhone 7, you'll be more happy. It, you can't. You can't buy it. Where can you get that? Only through a relationship with Christ. Imagine a person without Christ. Imagine a person without faith in Christ. What's the end goal in life? To get more? A bigger house? More cars? Buy an island? Buy the castle? Buy Scarborough? And then? And then? When you die, it's so shallow. Foolish people build shallow. It's not deep. Acquire, 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 die. So Jesus, that's, that's foolish thinking. Now that you have everything, you say you can have a big house, but a rotten marriage. How can you buy that? You give your wife an LV, she's happy, five minutes. Tomorrow, she's not again. Your kids, you don't spend time with them. You give them a big party. Tomorrow, there's no big party. They're sad again. You can't buy it. Because the thinking is, money will give me life. And if I live this way, now, this is how I'll relate with Christian. Christian, even if we don't talk, I'll just give you money. Best friends, okay? Of course, of course. But tomorrow, we're not best friends. Because it's all money. Verse 18, 1 Timothy 6, 18. They are to do good, to be rich in what? Good works, to be generous, ready to share, thus storing up treasure for themselves as a good foundation for the future eternal. Which means, guys, we cannot think long-term only. We're to think eternal. Long-term's good. Savings, investment, retirement. I hope you have that. That's basic. That's elementary. If you don't have that, you're still in kindergarten. That's elementary. You need to have those, but the future that he's talking to here is a good foundation for eternity so that they may take hold of that, which is what truly? Life. What was Timothy saying? Money can never give life. Can never give life. I talk not just out of scripture, but out of experience. Money can never give life. It's not what I possess, but who possesses me that forms the core of my being. If money possesses me, it forms me, the core of me, my being. How I think, how I act, how I live my life, that's how it will be. We grew up this way. Our family was not Christians in, were not Christians before. Every day, what do we talk about as Chinese people? Money, money, money. Money. Okay? We were talking about money, how to, how to make the business grow, how to go from Divisoria to the malls. It was all money. We understood. Because we came from a very poor family. My Lolo, my dad were very poor and they understood it takes a lot of hard work and patience to be where they are. And so growing up, money possesses us. That's why we don't have a picture of us all in the, all abroad. Why? Somebody needs to stay in Manila to run the business. 
we couldn't even enjoy fully. Because somebody's always missing to open and close the store. It dictated the culture and the traditions of the family. Because money was central to us. It was all about money. Lumaki kaming, nagre-restaurant kami, bawal umorder ng juice at soft drinks. Mahal. This was years, years before. It came to a point we have to bring nasty sachet. So you know what happened to us? If you see all of us, a lot of my brothers are overweight. Why? Because now, I stay every day. We were deprived when we were kids. They have to go through inner healing and deliverance and casting out of demons just to overcome iced tea. Because we grow, oh, we cannot, yeah. Why? Because it's 95 per picture. Why? What's our thinking? 95 pesos or 120. You save that up, oh. Wow. We couldn't even enjoy. Because money, I, I, grabe si pastor, first world problem, iced tea problem. No, no. I'm just saying in, in that spirit, we couldn't even move because every move, kaching ching It's like there's numbers popping out. We couldn't enjoy. It possessed our very core. And so I grew up in this environment where money was everything. Why did we worship gods? Why did we have Buddha at home? It wasn't because my parents loved Buddha. It was money come. It possesses us. Now, if you still think the same way, but now you're a Christian, that's how you'll treat God. I worship, so money will come. What possesses you? Who forms the very core of your being? The one that dictates what is in your heart. Where your heart is, your treasure will also be. So, I have to unlearn through the years. Now that I'm a pastor, I have to unlearn I have to let go of certain things that has formed me when I was young so that I could impart a biblical worldview and mindset to my kids that money will not possess us. We will possess the money, it will not possess us. It would be a good servant, it will not be our master. What that means is, we have to daily declare until it becomes a part of us. Money can never give me life. Only Jesus can give me life. I know it's like oversimplifying it, but it's the truth. No amount of money. Millennials, working really hard today, no amount of money will give you life. It can give you prestige, comfort, but it can never give you life. There will always be an end to what you can possess. Why? Because it has now possessed you. So the choice is, do I let Jesus possess and lord it over me, or will I let money possess me? Now, from the beginning, there was a question. Like, Lord, tell us what to do. Now Jesus was saying, okay, I'll tell you what to do since you're asking what to do. And he jumped off from that. Very short story, four verses. He ended with, your soul would be required. You fool. Maybe he was looking at the rich man. You fool. Your very soul will be required of you. And maybe all the associates were there. Is that us? This is us. He was rebuking them. So he says, now here's the application. Number one. He said, you do not worry. He says, therefore, if Jesus is the one that gives life and not money, 
Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear, for life is more than food, and body more than what? Clothes. Don't worry. Worry is a sin. If Jesus possesses you, then Jesus should be the one to form the very core of your being. Therefore, at home, the atmosphere must be Christ-centered and Christ-glorifying. It's not going to be money-centered. Do not base major decisions just solely on money. All my Chinese friends, they think that way. Oh, I won't get married until I have 3 million pesos. Oh, I will only do this if I reach a certain amount of money. Everything's money. Oh, I will only expand only if, like this. Where's God there in the equation? The same way. A lot also of people today would say, you know what, I'm always lacking in money. Why? Because it, you keep thinking about it. It has possessed you. So that now when money comes, you splurge. Because you feel you're entitled to it. So, you know, don't, don't worry. If Jesus is the very core of your being, do not worry. Why? Because life is more important than food. Your body more important than clothes. Have you ever noticed this? He was comparing. God is more important than money. Life is more important than food. Health or body is more important than clothes. Then he says, consider the ravens. They neither sow nor reap. They have neither storehouses nor barn. Your, your, your strategic plan? Rich fool of barns? The raven, they don't have barns. And yet God feeds them. Or how, of how much more value are you than the birds? You know what ravens are. You know why Jesus chose ravens? Ravens, contextually, was rats with wings. Taga. In our context, ipis. Ang raven. The Lord say, if the ravens I feed, how much more? You're more valuable than ravens. Why are you worrying? Do not worry. I'll take care of you. Your basic needs, I'll take care of you. Sipi mo no niya sa raven. It's like ipis. That's why God loves cockroaches. You keep killing, they keep multiplying. Cockroach at home should remind you of how valuable you are. You look. That's you don't kill them, feed them. No, okay, no. <laughs> it's okay to kill them. Why? They still multiply, right? Why would God? Some of you, that's your first question, right? If I go to heaven, I will ask God, Lord, why did you eat cockroach? And I believe God will answer. If I value cockroach, how much more do I value you? And then you will ask, Lord, bakit may lumilipad pa? Diba? So, okay. Pwede namang nakagapang lang para... Yeah. Sukdiri. Ah! With the yellow when I... Palo-palo. Okay. Don't worry, I'll take care of you. Rats with wings, I take care. Raven that nobody wants to pet, I feed them. Cockroach, I feed them. Insects, I feed them. They continually multiply. I value them. How much more you? Do not worry. Which of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his what? Life. Have you tried that? If I worry, I would add more value to my life. Nothing happens. That's why I don't believe people saying, I hear this often with finance talks, oh, the women, God created a gland for the women. It's called security glands. If there's no money, uh, they'll be insecure. 
You know why they're saying that? They're saying that because money has possessed our system. If you have no money, what do you do? Do you worry? Now I'm preaching to myself because in the past I was like this. Worrying all the time. Where will I get the money? How will we do it? How can we survive? Did I die? Have I not eaten three times a day for the past uh, 33 years of my existence? 37 years of my existence? God has taken care of me. Why? He's taken care of the Maya bird. Why will not He take care of me? When I left the business to join ministry, I had no money from the ministry. Did God took care of me? God took care of me. But I kept worrying. Why? Because I was trying to unlearn the traditions and the culture I was in. Money was everything. Money was ultimate. Rather, here's, here's how husbands, sometimes your wife, right? If business is going bad, there's no more money, you know, people calling you, credit card company, the wife, oh, she changes. A lot of women are like that. In our family, that's me, not Tammy. Okay? Tammy's like so. But I've learned along the way. You know what we do? Husbands, here's what you do. When your wife's like, insecurity glance. Instead of saying, instead of getting mad, wait, wait, here's what you do. Honey, honey, stop, stop, stop. Look at me. Let's pray. Let's pray. When you have no money, the atmosphere at home should be an atmosphere of faith, not an atmosphere of fear. Because who possesses you? Christians, we are, the atmosphere at home should be different from the atmosphere from those who are not of the faith. Because what we're saying is, Christ forms the core of my being. I am Christ-like even in the midst of financial crisis. Do not worry. And then Jesus said, number two, know what is truly valuable. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about life, what you'll eat, body, what you'll wear, for life is more than food, and the body more than clothes. What was Jesus say? Know what's valuable. What's valuable? God, not money. Number two, life, not food. Life, relationships, where you, your life. Three, Health, body, more than what? Clothes. A lot. Oh, my clothes needs to be branded. No, no. What's more important is your body, your health. Because if you get thinner, all the clothes you can wear again. (laughs) You don't have to buy a new one. You actually have a lot. Right? He was saying life is more important than food. How much money do we put in food? Eating out. You know, life is more important than food. Why was he saying this? Because at first, he was focusing on the money part. And then he was shifting to the others who were listening to the crowd. Some of them, their problems are not finances. Some of them, their problem would be they base their identity on their clothing. So there might be some men hanging out there. Bro, I got this in Jerusalem. Look, you know, this is what I put in my lotion, my... I have a lotion. And they thought having nicer clothes, having branded clothes, would make them feel much superior. You know why I don't believe that? Because we came from the garment textile industry. I know how much you're wearing. 
So cheap. It's so cheap. No, no, it's gas. Yeah, I know it's gas. You know how much the gas is? No? It's less than a peso that they stop there. But I know how much it costs. It's only 60 pesos. Okay. Of course, double XL card, that's 120. Okay. I know. Okay. That long sleeves, I know how much. That's only 180 maximum. I know how much that costs. Because we sell that. It came from our store. We know. So don't think, look at me, bro. I know how much that costs. Right. Your identity is not based there. That's why maybe Jesus said this. It's not on the clothing. It's on your health. Because I have a purpose for you. That's why you have to take good care of your health. More than the clothes. Girls, you mga girdle nyo, tanggalin nyo na, okay na yun. Okay. Bigyan nyo na sa mahirap. Okay. Nangangaila, yung pera, hindi yung girdle. Okay. Why? Just take care of your health. Right? And then he says, life, more important than what? Food. Every day, Filipinos go to church. Every day. The name of the church is M-A-L-L. Mall. Every day, millions of Filipinos go to the mall. And that's why I think this is so contemporary. Jesus is saying this. What's inside the mall? Banks, money, food, restaurants, clothing stores, apparels. All in the mall. Is God in the mall? Yes, there's victory already in the mall. Okay? Okay. Relationships, life, you know, that's not in the mall. People go to church every day worshipping what they value. What do you value? Know what's truly valuable. So you'll know where to invest. Where to put your money to, into. In Matthew 6, again, almost on the same uh, thought pattern, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Know what's valuable. The kingdom of God is valuable. The things of God, that's valuable. That is eternal impact. You think eternally. When I help others, I think eternally. Why? Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. To sum it up, what Jesus was saying is, the movement of your money signifies the movement of your heart. Where your money is, that's where your heart is. Where's your money going? That's where your heart is. Is it going through clothes? That's where your heart is. That's not as valuable as body, as, as your body, your health. Is it going in food? That's why a lot of singles today have no savings. It goes to eating out. Life is more important than food. The relationships you have, that's where you invest. Not on the food. Is it in money or God? Know what's valuable. And lastly, he says, move in generosity. Might be looking at the man, yeah, I know you want to build bigger barns, go, but make sure set aside to give to the poor, to those who are needy. He says, sell your possessions, give to the needy. Provide yourselves with money bags that do not grow old, with a treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where thief approaches and no moth destroys. What was he saying? You've got to learn how to give generously. Change your mindset. The world will tell you, acquire more. 
Bible tells you you give more. Here was the prayer we made, I think, more than six years ago. Tammy and I, we said, Lord, our prayer is this. Six years ago, we decided our standard of living, we're so happy and content with it. No luho. Ano sa English yung luho? No splurging. Okay? No excess in lifestyle. Just simple living. Lord, and here's our prayer. More than six years ago, Lord, if you ever increase our income, whether it's times two or a hundredfold, Lord, I pray, guard our hearts that we would not increase our standard of living, but we would increase our standard of giving. Because, Lord, money doesn't possess our very core. It's you already. Lord, that when money comes, Lord, may we learn how to give away. The only time our standard of living increases is every time we have another baby. So, so, I hope it stops at number four, okay? Right? We will Right? But it's the same. What we do every day is the same. Simple joys of life. Biking, eating vegetables, capsules. Okay, so, no. You know, going out just once a week or twice a month. Simple living. Homeschooling our kids, simple living. It doesn't have to increase when things increase. When, when, we, we, when sometimes I go and talk outside, people would give me money. I look at the money, I know it's not mine. Why? This is for giving away. I've never, so every time I receive money, we give it away. We tell the people, oh, you give, please make the check payable to Victory VCF or Real Life Foundation. Visions of Hope Foundation. Right Start Foundation. It's all to give away. It's not ours. Why? We're so content with what we have now. We have friends. I have Francis who drives me to church every Sunday morning so I don't have to take the Uber. I've got friends. We're content in life. We don't need much. And we, you, you have to start changing your cultures and traditions. Because now you're saying, Jesus, you are the one who forms the core of who I am. Acts 20, 35 says, In all things I have shown you that by working hard in this way, why does Paul work hard? Why would he command Christians to be productive, be rich? So that we may help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Share to your practical before we leave, since we have a lot of families here. We've changed our Christmas culture and tradition at home. We grew up, we're always expecting gifts, right? I grew up expecting gifts. But now we've changed for the past few years. What we're telling our kids is, it's not about receiving. I know receiving is nice, but what's nicer is giving. And so, what you can do, and there were years what we would do is, you know what? We know of a family who is uh, financially challenged now. Let's go to Unimart. And girls, I want you to get and fill up that grocery cart up to 3,000 pesos only. But let's go and we're going to deliver the goods to this family. And they're so happy. What happens? I'm changing their mindset. The grocery is not for us. It's for someone else. And so we're wiring them towards giving rather than receiving our Christmas tree 
what we'll do, and so it has to be, uh, what do you call this? Arrange early, because what you would want to do is, instead of, somebody gives a gift to your child, what do you do? You put it under the Christmas tree. Gift for daddy, gift for mommy, gift for Aliana, for Mika, for Isaiah, for Dia. And it's so full. So instead of that, change it and say, you know what? You have a gift for this, right? We put it her, here early. First week of December, let's fill this up with gifts that you're going to give. So by December 15 to 20, there's no more gifts here. And that's when you can start putting the gifts that we receive. But first, understand you have to give first. So they've been giving away their gifts to their friends already as early as last week. That says, just don't open. Say, kung torture nyo, kaibigan nyo. Okay? Yung mga 8 years old nakasula. Don't open till December 25. But they really wanted to give it already. So they would wrap it themselves. They'll wrap the gift themselves and they'll give it. It's a change of culture. It's saying it's not about receiving, but it's about you giving. And once you give, I want you to look at their face. Because I want you to take a snap, not chat, okay, snap picture of when you gave, look at the faces of the people who receive. Because it's more blessed to give than to receive. Simple shift and tweaking in the culture at home. That it's not about receiving, but giving. As I end, question, what forms? Who possesses you? The successful rich man was called a fool because money possessed him. He thought money will give him life. Remember this, only Jesus can give you life. Let's bow down our heads and pray. Lord, we thank you for that simple four-verse story of how you confronted the thinking of a foolish man who would be successful in the eyes of the world but loses the very purpose of the blessing and the wealth and the prosperity. Lord, I pray that we won't be that kind of man. But Lord, through this parable, you've opened up eyes, minds, spirits today so that we would understand it's not what I possess, Lord, but who possesses me that forms the very core of who I am. How I live, how I decide, even how I handle my money and how I give away money would be because of the person who possess us. And Lord, may it be you. Let it not be money. Let it not be your blessing. May it be you. So I pray God for each and everyone here today. Lord, create in us a heart of generosity, just like Christ. Lord, that we would not be, God, conformed by the patterns of this world. Lord, that we would not, Lord, follow the ways of the world and be run by finances. But Lord, May we learn how to even master our possessions by surrendering our lives to You. We surrender our lives, our bank accounts, our business, our future to You because You own everything. You are a good God. And Lord, You want Your people blessed for a divine purpose so that we would be a blessing to others. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph slash resources slash podcast.